Hey, coming up on the Matt Townsend Show today, summer is around the corner, and your teen is probably out trying to find some summer employment, right? Well, it ain't what it used to be. Tips on how to help your kids get employed now and stay employed throughout their life. That's coming up next on the Matt Townsend Show. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. At least one of the bombs set off at the Boston Marathon yesterday was a pressure cooker packed with gunpowder and ball bearings at at shrapnel. Hospital officials say at least 10 victims have lost limbs as a result of their injuries. President Barack Obama has officially labeled the bombing as an act of terror and assured the nation and the world those responsible for the attack will be found. In a statement today, the president said so far investigators still don't know if the attack was from an organized group or an individual. Senate backers of a measure to increase background checks on gun sales are now scrambling to gain the needed votes. A preliminary count today shows the bill is about 60 votes short of passing in the Senate. A bipartisan group of senators is set to reveal their recommendations for immigration reform sometime today. The plan is expected to make the path for citizenship easier, but also include measures to secure U.S. borders. American Airlines grounded their entire fleet of aircraft today after the company's reservation system went down. The malfunction has caused several cancellations and could delay hundreds of flights nationwide. A new measure in Florida to ban texting and driving is sailing through the state legislature. The state Senate voted in favor of the ban unanimously. In world news, a 7.8 magnitude earthquake struck Iran today near the border with Pakistan. Damage and fatalities have been reported on both sides of the border, but reports from state-run media are not confirmed. Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro is accusing opposition leaders of planning a coup against him after seven of his supporters were killed during violent clashes sparked from a disputed election victory earlier this month. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your guide on the side. Again, doing what we can on this program to give you some tools, some skills, just trying to give you a life. And every time I think of that, I look at you, Sky Boy. I don't know why that is. Every time I say that line, I look at you. Which which one was it? Your guide on the side. Just, you say that line every day. I know, but I look at you. Okay. Because, I don't know, I just feel like I'm your guide. my guide? On the side. I appreciate that. Guess what we're talking about today, Skyboy, because you missed the meeting. Well, during the, the tease, you said something about <gasps> children getting jobs and summer jobs. Hold and... it. Back that up a bit there, <laughs> dog. Did you just listen to my tease? I listened to the tease. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. No, no problem. I feel really close to you right now. I'm glad you're not physically really close to me. I know, right it's now. just interesting that you're listening to me. I listen every day. Do you? I do. Because um, today's See these show... headphones? Oh, everything is... you say goes in there. And so... Okay. Because I, I mean, everything. a lot of times just with your mouth open, your eyes closed, <laughs> I'm thinking you're not listening. But I'm I just... Guess... I'm keeping my eyes closed. So I'm mm-hmm. focused only on what I'm listening you're to. You're meditating. Yeah. You're trying to absorb as much as you can. Exactly. Guess what we're talking about then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to now t- test your retention. Uh, food? Right. <laughs> we're going to talk about how you can get a job at a food provider 
Uh, no, we're talking about jobs for kids. Jobs for kids. <laughs> jobs for summer jobs for your teens, for your college kids that are needing internships and jobs. Hey, I don't know if you've noticed, it's not as easy as it used to be. There was a time, I'm sure, when you were younger and you translated your paycheck into cheeseburgers. Yeah. So you'd get that paycheck and you'd go, hmm, $300, that's... Three hundred six hundred cheeseburgers. Where were you working if you were making three hundred bucks? You were rich. Well, that was you know summer when you'd really you'd get a lot of when extra really, hours. I think huh? that was like summer cumulative. Like that was yeah. Oh, the total the year. entire yeah. four and a half gross months. total gross income three hundred dollars six hundred cheeseburgers. You broke even that summer. Yeah, that meant so. Yeah, that would be like fifty dates or whatever. Because I could get a, I could go on a date with my wife for I don't know six bucks. Good date. Now look at it. You still can go on a date with your wife for six bucks. No, I can't. She charges twenty. <laughs> she won't even go with me for under twenty. It's the rudest thing. I'm like, hon, we're married. We have six kids. She's like, I know, it's gonna cost you. <laughs> look what you've done to me. You've ruined my life. Um we're talking summer jobs. So I, I wanted to start by getting into all of you and, and finding out what your first summer jobs were. Like where did it all begin? For me, it all began with Greater Houston Pool Management as one of their lifeguards. Okay, Greater Houston Pool Management. As a, That's not, not even a friendly name, like know, right? the, the County Parks and Recreation. No, right? Pool Management. It was, I don't know, like the lesser, was there a lesser like pool management company to work Apparently. for? <laughs> I guess. I didn't work for them because they were not Greater, but- that was my. So you actually managed job. the pool, or no. you were in lifeguard? No, I was a lifeguard. Could you swim? Y- very well, actually. Or you in the kiddie pool? <laughs> no, stay away from that. <laughs> why? The, why don't you want the kiddie pool? Uh, well, number one, it's not that dangerous. They say it is. It's not. And number two, it's always just it's it's warm. Yeah. Not for the gross reasons that everyone likes to say, just because it's a shallow pool and it's yeah, in the sun no, all day. Right. But it feels icky. Does it? Compared to the cooler. Yeah, you know, the, the, the deep end. The deep end, yeah. Yeah, the dark one where you can't see the bottom. Yeah. I, uh, that's scary. Plus, all the moms are around that little pool. Yeah. And that's always, because that means you're going to be more accountable. Yeah. I mean, if you've lost a kid doing that, you'd really have You think it it's the parents' responsibility to keep their kids yeah, safe. watch but, your own kids, ladies. But work at a pool, and you'll find out it's otherwise. These aren't even my kids. Right. <laughs> I just work for the Greater Houston Pool Management Company. So you, how long did you do that? I did that. I essentially was a lifeguard. I didn't do it with them only, but that was my summer you, job. So you learned how to do it, and then you went to other pools. Well, I moved to other cities. Okay. I could have worked for them, but the commute would have been horrible. Right. Four hours. Did you have a certificate, or was that a degree? Uh, that, that was... I'm not even sure. I think certificate is aiming a little too high. Yeah. It was more like a certification. Yeah. yeah. I like I like that as a job for my child. My child. I would love them to be able to be a lifeguard. It also scares me to death because, you know, one mistake and you're going to think of that the rest of your life. That scares me. My kids can't even find their socks. <laughs> so are they going to really be able to? Should they really be trusted to save someone's life? Yeah. I mean, I know they would if they saw it. My problem is they probably wouldn't notice it. You know what I mean? Like oh. my, my oh, kids don't notice if their clothes are clean. Oh, yeah. So how would they notice a kid struggling? Hmm. Scary. That scares me. Skyboy, did you have a job before this one? I did. I had a few before this one. <laughs> what did you used to do in um, high school, summer school? My very, very – so I think my first job 
was my dad let me work in his lab, but that's like- Hold it, what? My dad, so it doesn't really count. Your dad let you work in the lab? Yeah. What were you making? Cochlear implants? <laughs> no, I, I can't remember. I've done, I've, he's let me work in his lab like throughout the years if I ever you want cleaned, extra money. right? You cleaned. I probably did a lot of dishes. I also would like- Dishes? Like, get on, like lab dishes. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. okay. I thought we were at JB's. No. <laughs> and uh, like Petri dishes. And okay, stuff. yeah. Um, and then I think I like, had to get on the computer and like count cells or measure neurites or something. But like the first job I had where I like actually applied right. was Poncheros. It was Ooh, a restaurant. Okay. Yeah, it's like, a, yeah, what's that other one with a C? It's like um, Cafe Rio. Not- Cafe Rio. Gua- um, Krusty's? Coast, not Costa Vida. The other one. Costa Vida. Chipotle. Is that it? Oh, Chipotle. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of okay. like Chipotle. So what did you do there? Uh, I also did a lot of dishes. <laughs> See, but that Petri dishes, you move from a Petri dish up to a real... <laughs> to a real dish. Yeah. And I, I made burritos. Um, okay. So you know I, how I'd to roll fold a burrito. Yeah, I was really good at that. And uh, sometimes I cooked the meat, okay. but less often. Is that what how you got to this job? Uh, it seems like a big jump. And now I've had a few in between. Okay. Yeah. Well, look at our look how diverse. <laughs> this is a very diverse group. Yeah. We got Petri Boy, uh, who who washes Petri dishes. Who know? Who knew you'd out, you'd go wash your Petri dishes? <laughs> but I guess you do. Um, and then we've got uh, what are we calling you? Uh, lifeguard. Uh, lifesaver extraordinaire. Can we go with that? I'm gonna go with that. Good. Did you save Good. any lives? By the way. No, I didn't have to. Did you lose any? Nope. See. <laughs> Breaking even. Everyone, everyone made it out alive. That's great. Plus your confidence was up. Plus the ladies probably liked you. Uh, no, but I, that was when I was 15. Yeah, but Yeah, okay. if you think I'm gangly now, yeah. uh, it was worse then. Was it? It was worse. At least you weren't washing Petri dishes. I was not doing that. It could always have been worse. That's cool. Okay. Are those your most memorable jobs? Besides my work on the Matt Townsend show. This is the most memorable. No, I've had other jobs, but Lifeguard was the best, like, kid-friendly mm-hmm. job. I've had other jobs that I didn't like so much. Did you find it easy to get a job back then? Yeah. You just showed easy. up. Yeah. I can convert oxygen into carbon dioxide. Can I have the job? And then sure. I got it. Do you swim? Yep. <laughs> I float good. Do you know how to wash a Petri dish? Yeah, Dad. <laughs> I totally do. Can you go up and show Mom how to wash some dishes first? Then we'll do it. That's good. Merritt, what, how about you? Well, I, I bet it had something to do with music. No, actually, it didn't. I did a lot of babysitting, a lot of temp office work in the summers. Did you my, really? My most interesting job that I've had was that for a season, I was a school photographer. <laughs> and... That sounds horrible. It, it was interesting. Like it was a young, an like the young experience. kids, first graders, second graders, from daycare, like oh, wow. babies, uh-huh. to high school students. And having just been out of high school, it was really fun to tell those people what to do, <laughs> but really hard. They really didn't. Did care Did you what like I said. have a little clown puppet that you'd like play with? And, no, hey, no, I hey. had to depend completely on my own. Just your, just your talent. own yeah. smile. It was your just own. me. Wow. Yeah. That's hard. That sounds harder than any of your your jobs. I don't know. How many mullets did you see? Quite a few. I, I am from Idaho. so, <laughs> so Which is mullet well, capping. Well, I worked at a public pool. I have a feeling the mullet count might be higher on mullet my end. Cap. The That's, mullet count. That sounds so... The, the state motto, I believe, uh, for Idaho. In mullet. We mullets try. and bullets, right? <gasps> wow. 
Yeah. I think I saw that on their state, I've never their state seal. I Actually, I have. And I, I didn't know mullets were big there because I didn't see anybody up there with mullets. Uh, there are quite a few. They're probably yeah. gone now, right? No. No. There's still a lot of mullets. That's a cool job. It was interesting. It was hardest thing. What was the hardest thing about it? Because, I mean, that's the thing is once you get the, getting the job back then was easy, right? Yeah. Then you had to do it every day. <laughs> hardest thing. I would, I would say the, the high school students who did not want to do anything yeah. were pretty annoying. I had some interesting experiences. You're like, smile. Try to smile. Smile. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on, Larry. Yeah. Dress code violations, that was a really good one. Oh, really? Yeah. Try to sneak it in yeah. in the picture. I'd have to call on the principal. I called mm. on the principal a few times. The, there was a lot of snot. Like, really? Like Picking phlegm. up the little yeah. kids. Oh, yeah. All over. You know, it's yeah. exciting. That's... Fixing people's hair. I did that a lot, too. Did you really? I did. Did you do the typical lick your thumb, rub no, it on their No, because hair ever since when my mom did that as a kid, I always hated it. Gross so I couldn't, yeah. So she had a spray that. bottle. She just hit him from the camera. <laughs> okay, there you go. Come on, oh, fix it. Get it out of the way. <laughs> Jobs, aren't they great? I love them. Hmm. Rob, you got a job? Did well, you have a job? Nowadays, if I were to give advice to somebody young and say who wants to get into media, I'd say grab your camcorder and just start uploading videos to YouTube. Yeah. But this was five or so years too early. So it was the old days if you had to start and work your way up Did you make – see, my son right now has actually made money on YouTube already at age 16. That's messed up. His job really could just be doing YouTube. That's crazy. Who does that? Just cut out the middle man. The kids today. So I guess now we're dealing with this weird battle between our kids can make money on TV and on the radio – or I mean not on the radio, but on making their own radio, quite honestly, podcasts, blogs. And yet they still got to go get jobs, but now they're fighting for people like you guys, college students that are about to graduate. Are you scared to go get a real job? Terrified. Absolutely terrified. Does it scare you? Come on, why? Well, You guys are talented. You've been on the Matt Townsend show. I have. I can write that. No one else. No one. Well, there's no actually. Well, actually, was like there's a lot. Four other people. Eight or but ten that have been through here. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Yeah. But you guys are the ones that stuck. You're the ones that are working. No, see, Come with on. They yeah, they all <laughs> left and <laughs> are doing <laughs> other things. Um, no, it's number one. It's the change. And number two, it's the I don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. That scares me. And yeah. going out and then being like, oh, so you're doing this. Do you know how to do this? Um, maybe. You know what your answer always should be? Yeah. Sure. I know how to do that. I can do that. And if they ask for more? Unless it involves industrial equipment, then your answer is no, I'm not trained on that yet. So yeah, I know how to get trained on that. You just got to say yeah. Always say yes. Always say yes. That's the, so anybody out there listening for your kids, when, when, when someone says, hey, so do you know how to do this? Tell them to always say yes. That's sound advice from the Matt Townsend Show. And then study all night. <laughs> and then make sure tomorrow when you got to. <laughs> and learn how to drive a forklift overnight. <laughs> it can be done. I got my job at a golf course. And they said, do you know how to drive um, one of these mowers? I don't even know what it was called. A mower, a mower but a special kind of mower on a golf course. And I'm like, well, I've, I've mowed a lot. And they're like, well, so do you know how to do these sit-down ones? And I'm like, yeah. And by the way, I'm shaking my head no, but I'm saying yeah. And they're like, great, show up Monday. Boom. How do you learn to drive a mower? Learn by doing. Yeah. 
And then I admitted I didn't know. They're great. Great. Then you can just push the mower <laughs> all over the all over the golf all course. the whole thing. Which, all it- but it was cool because I got to golf for free. Hello. It was the what? greatest day in the world. While mowing? No. Like, like did you I got hit, to golf. hit and then while you're going out? Right. You know. No, I got to golf one day a week, uh, usually in the middle of the day when none of the members were golfing, like in the middle of the summer when it's 99. On a rainy day? No, Yeah, or any day. <laughs> middle of the summer, though, like at 1 o'clock. No one wanted to golf, and so they'd send anybody, any of the employees could go golf. But you could only get one day, your day off, and you had to work um, – you know, six days a week. I don't know. It seems like a scam to me. It was a scam. It was actually like a multi-level marketing thing where if you could get three guys under you and they could get three guys, you could be at the top of the pyramid. And you'd have less to mow. Yeah. But I could never get three guys under me. <laughs> so I was only – I was always alone mowing. And they'd just say, hey, can you go mow, I don't know, Everything? holes one through nine? But I, you don't mow the whole thing. You just mow around the trees. For, I don't know, a week. How hard is that? I'm like, could somebody drop my mower off? And they're like, nah, just push it up there. (laughs) Just push it 18 holes away to start mowing. Good times. Sounds, I hear trauma in your voice. No, it's fine. Whatever. I can't feel my feet anymore. My hands were vibrated (laughs) to a numbness. But whatever. Because I was a student. Which made me realize right then, I will never do anything that takes, you know, manual labor. (laughs) Because that was the worst week of my life in that day. Good stuff. On the show today, we're going to talk about how to help your kids get a job, right? It's hard because there's all of these people that are going to college and they can't even get a job. So how on earth are your teens going to get a job and you need them to work, you know, otherwise you're going to have to have them wash Petri dishes and and try to figure out something that they can do that uh, really didn't need to be done. Anyway, you're listening to The Matt Townsend Show. We will be back talking about getting your kids employed and keeping them employed over the long haul. This is The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. A probe hunting for planets outside our solar system keeps bringing in a bountiful harvest. Kepler, by the numbers, next. This is Innovation Now bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. When the Kepler mission launched in 2009, finding exoplanets was still pretty new. Astronomers could infer that large planets as big as Jupiter existed around other stars by watching the star long enough to see if it blinked. Like moths passing in front of a porch light light years away, large exoplanets orbiting an alien star make the star seem to blink at regular intervals. Kepler took this search into deep space, away from Earth's atmosphere and stray light. By getting into a three-year staring contest with the constellation Draco, Kepler was able to count a lot more potential planets using extended observations over time. In fact, 2,730 new exoplanets since the last catalog, nearly 1,200 of them in near-Earth size, and lots of them in habitable zones of their compact M-dwarf solar systems. These pocket-sized solar systems have a smaller, weaker star and contain all their planets within the same distance as that between just Earth and our Sun, one astronomical unit. Astronomers are now confident there's at least one planet for each of the 100 billion stars in our Milky Way galaxy. Meanwhile, Kepler keeps searching for more. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. 
Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Did you leave BYU without a degree? I'm thankful for the Bachelor of General Studies program because as I chose the life that I wanted to live, being a full-time mom, staying at home, and raising my children, it just gave me hope that I could still finish my goal, but at the same time I could still be fulfilling my responsibilities as a wife and a mother while still being able to take university courses. Go online to bgs.byu.edu to see if you qualify to finish at home what you started at BYU, Bachelor of General Studies. Look, I don't Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Matt Townsend, and uh, we're talking about getting jobs. And I don't know if you heard the little hiccup coming into the show, but uh, we're looking for a new board off. <laughs> Skyboy uh, is getting all big-headed here. What's the deal, Skyboy? Uh, I'm little... just really excited to hear Bryce's piece. Thrilled even. <laughs> uh, we're talking about your kids. So here you sit. You've got a big summer. You might have teenagers at home or, you know, young adults. What are they, 18 to 25? Let's face it. Um, boys don't grow up. They just get bigger. Yeah. Hairier and <laughs> smellier. But really fun to watch a game with. I guess, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen a game with you, and, and I don't think I'm any fun. You should see me watch a game. You really get into it? Mm-hmm. Good. And Someone then I usually to. sleep. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I'm getting old. The uh, the funny thing about our kids, though, is, you know, I have sons that need jobs, and I don't know quite how to get them a job. That's why we wanted to do this show, and we're going to be bringing on an expert. We Oh, we so hope. Jennifer Armitstead is going to help us figure out what are the keys to helping your kids get a job, kind of from teenager into, you know, college. It's a hard time to get a job, and, you know, what you're going to need for sure is a resume. How did your resume look when you went to apply for the uh, lifeguard job? Sparse, to say the least. Did you say something like, I'm an Eagle Scout? Nope, couldn't say that yet. (laughs) Darn it. Um, You hardly had any skills. Yeah, I had no skills. But could you blow up? You could blow up little water wings. Well, yeah, I could do that. Give me a bike pump. I can can turn out like 30 in an hour. How'd you get the job without a resume? Um, Well... I think it's because resumes don't do what we think they do. Oh, man. I bet you have some thoughts on this, don't you? Certainly do. Well, uh, pretty soon Bryce uh, says he's got to get a job. And, of course, you know, resumes, they're not as important as they need to be. Or apparently Bryce thinks, and he's got some thoughts he'd love to share with us. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is the Bryce's Right. I am approaching my last semester of college. A semester which everyone labels as some sort of triumph, but I can see through the glitter. The real world is waiting for me on the other side of graduation, and it has a merciless thirst for paychecks. So part of my summer is going to be devoted to getting my house in order, so to speak. I will be updating various online profiles with my career information and connecting with as many people as I can. I will start pestering bosses for information, ideas, people, and directions to take once I am invited to seek employment elsewhere. And mostly I'll start redoing my resume. 
But of course, whenever I'm forced to think about something, I always find problems with it instead of just biting the bullet and getting it done like a normal adult. From what I understand, the resume was a rather informal thing until the 50s. Since that time, they've become a requirement. Never mind the fact that lots of people got jobs and hired employees for centuries without resumes, but I can see how the idea of a resume can be tantalizing to an HR department. I mean, at one point, they actually had to talk to people, but resumes allow human resources to get one step closer to their dream of hiring and firing from the shadows without ever being seen by another living human. But I feel like the resume was ruined for everyone when one clown thought, hey, I'll just write lies all over this thing so I can get the job. So in addition to the resume, there's still at least one, but usually two interviews to verify if the information on the resume is accurate and whether or not you are a crazy person. But if you can imagine for just a moment, there was once a world where all you had to do was act like you weren't unstable for about an hour and the job was all yours. Hmm, simpler times. So, if the resume was supposed to replace most of the interview process, and now all of that interview process is back, what purpose does the resume serve? That's what got me thinking. If it's not helping me, then it must only be there to hurt me. Think about it. Have you ever heard someone say that they sent their resume and they got a call back from someplace saying, Hey, we got your resume and you have everything that we're looking for. Could you start work next Monday? That'd be great. That does not happen anymore. Maybe in Hollywood romantic comedies, but definitely not in the real world. No, what happens is my resume joins hundreds of others in a musty pile. Whoever has to go through the resumes that day will give each one a grand total of seven seconds, looking only for three specific things as mandated by their boss. This pile will get separated into two piles, definitely not and possibly yes. Depending on how big the possibly yes pile gets, there may be more refinements, but the less of these, the better. Once that pile gets as small as they want, they will scrutinize and look for any reason not to call you for an interview. If, by some miracle, you've left no excuse at this point for them to not call you back, then you'll get the interview opportunity only to show up and find out you lost it to someone who knew the boss's old roommate from college. So, if I'm overanalyzing this correctly, the resume only serves to hurt me, not help me. Aren't you glad our corporate culture is obsessed? with the resume. Now, I have this plan, and I've got a good feeling about it. I'm going to put together a normal one-page resume, but I'm going to make it super small and hard to read. And then taking up the majority of the page in big, bold letters will be the words, I have a degree, I know how to learn quick, and I'll do whatever job you want for a quarter of what you'd have to pay someone else. That'll get noticed, right? All right, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. Well, that's how you got this job. I, it is. I actually did have to submit a resume did to you? get this job. I already worked here, but to get the... And we already knew you, and then you were so-and-so's <laughs> uncle's friend. No, I am related to no one Darn in it. here. Well, you we're all brothers. Here. Actually, actually, sisters, for this job, I just... There was a, one of the bosses. I just ran into him, and I said, hey, I want to get a job with you. He was like, okay. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Done. There we go. See, I but that's because they knew you. So you were a walking resume. I maybe you don't like resumes. I don't see why. Like maybe when. But if I don't know you, I kind of want to know what you're at least going to pretend to be. <laughs> that's that's a little sad. You when know you what think I mean? about that sentence, like, that I want to really know sad. how you're going to frame yourself for me. Maybe, but like in. I feel like in your world, once you have years of experience yeah. and you're going to important positions, I feel like a resume is important so that you have a list of all the stuff that you've done. But right. at my point where I have virtually nothing, anything I put on there, I am acting like it's important. And I'll, yeah. you know, a little look behind the curtain that we never, ever want to admit. Most of the things we do are rather insignificant. And so, <laughs> true, and so 
while we act like they're important, yeah. most of them aren't. And so, so a lot of it's just fluffery. And I don't want to hire people who only tell me fluff. Yeah. I don't. I don't see that as sound. So I wonder business. what is the stage where we actually need a resume? I guess when you have one. Well, I would say later on when when yeah. positions matter. But see, maybe what we need with you is just a Google search, right? That'll do. No, and no, don't do that. I've no. <laughs> don't no, go I've got. Don't I've, go there. I've got a pretty small digital footprint, so you'll be like, oh, he must be a fake person because ah. I can't find him anywhere. Well, we could go to the gaming sites and see how well you're scoring. <laughs> He's got high scores left and right. He's the He's man for the amazing. job. Nobody can hunt down the villain more. That's incredible. I think that's weird. I have never thought of not having a resume, but you know what? As a, a college or, I mean, a high school kid, yeah. What are they going to put, really? Uh, what is it? I mow lawns. I, I get up. Like, I haven't, I haven't been in jail. What else yeah. would you like? And I use OxyClean. There you go. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. Oxy. No. Co- uh, no, that's a dumb um, uh, Dang it. You know, I use acne cream. Boom. Has clear skin. I have clear skin. Accutane. Accutane. That's not it, but I know. But I've, and I've fought out. off. No, no, that's something different. <laughs> that's a painkiller. And, and I don't use <laughs> you that. You don't want to hire the people who. <laughs> but who. it's amazing. So we're going to ask the pro. Not that you're not a pro. But Jennifer will know. Jennifer Armistead, she is a, a career coach. And she's going to come help us get the tools we need and the tools you need to get your kids employed. I mean, really, they just can't keep using us. We need our kids working, and then we can take the money from them and charge them rent. Boom! And for food. And make them clean the Petri dish. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back right here with Jennifer Armitstead coming up on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. International affairs can affect our daily lives far more than we realize. Gain detailed knowledge of world events by attending lectures from the Kennedy Center here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The Kennedy Center will keep you current with solutions to the most pressing worldwide concerns suggested by top scholars from BYU and abroad. Tune in weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern for Notes from the Kennedy Center. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The bombs set off yesterday at the Boston City Marathon contained BBs and nails as shrapnel, according to police officials. Some sources are reporting the bombs looked like discarded property before they were detonated. President Obama has officially labeled the bombing as an act of terror and assured the nation and the world those responsible for the attack will be found and brought to justice for killing three Americans and wounding over 170 more. Backers of the Senate's new gun control bill are scrambling to gain more support after a preliminary court count excuse me, today revealed the measure is 60 votes short of passing. The main source of debate on the measure is increased background checks on gun sales. A bipartisan group of senators is set to reveal their recommendations for immigration reform today. The plan is expected to make the path to citizenship easier, but also includes measures to secure U.S. borders. All American airline flights were grounded today after the company's reservation system crashed. The failure caused several flight cancellations and could cause hundreds of delays before the system is back online. A new measure in Florida to ban texting and driving is sailing through the state legislature. The state Senate voted in favor of the ban unanimously. World News, a massive 7.8 magnitude earthquake struck Iran today near the border with Pakistan. Damage and fatalities have been reported on both sides of the border, but reports from state-run media are not confirmed. 
Venezuelan president-elect Nicolas Maduro is a accusing opposition leaders of planning a coup against him after seven of his supporters were killed during violent clashes sparked from his disputed election victory. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, the topic of the day, kids, we got to put them to work. And I have this feeling that our kidlets are getting a little lazy. Um, And it's getting harder to get a job. You know, it used to be that your dad could just hook you up with a job and get you a job. And I'm sure we'll get into that. But you know what? It's even hard to get my kid a job. I actually have um, my children don't want to work for me. I don't know why. Um, but I, whatever, I don't even like them, but I do love them, but you know what? They don't want to work for me for some odd reason. And so my people that I work with, all my, the, the people I work with actually bring their kids to work at my office and my kids, I can't beg to work. So how are they ever going to get a job? That's why we brought in our queen expert guru. I don't know why I always call you the queen. There's something royal regal about you. Jen Armitstead. <laughs> do you like me to call you queen? Sure. The queen of the career. <laughs> She's a career coach. And uh, you have done it all. You've worked with staffing companies for years, 30-plus years of experience in a very concise resume. I'm not that old. You're not. No. You're not. But it feels like you've just done so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, about that many hours, but not that many years. <laughs> exactly. What I love most about you is you know your stuff, and you actually are a contributor to a bunch of blogs on Forbes. Uh, you've done that. Blog Nations. You have your own website going called movingforwardsolutions.com. And you're going to help us figure out what to do with our kids. Because mm-hmm. they need jobs. Do you buy that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you buy it's getting harder for the youth to get jobs? It is. I mean, yes. it's harder. Yeah. Well, and, and there's a reality that people aren't retiring. Right. And so they're not moving on. And then and, and when people retire, then the next generations move up. And right. so it creates more of the lower level position. And those that retire are just some of them are going back and getting like, you know, jobs in stores, just stuff right. that the kids used to do. Right. Absolutely. It's yeah. not fair. Yeah. I, you know, like those. Um, Oh, what is it? Where they go out and they sell the pest control, yeah, door to door, the door to door, like in the summertime and whatnot, or the um, the security alarms, uh-huh. you know that. And I was talking with a neighbor of mine, and he said, "I've got to get out of this. I, you know, I really don't want to keep doing." I'm like, "How old are you?" And he's, I don't know, thirty two or something. I'm like, "You're still doing it." Thirty two, like, going door to door. I'm like, "You're supposed to stop yeah. doing that in your mid twenties." It's 20s. great money. It's great money. It makes a killing every yeah. summer, you know. But now he's wanting to move on in his career, and that's all that his resume is, and he has yeah. really so little to offer. You know, and so and making that transition, it's tough. And so it's that lure of the cash in the moment. It's almost like we need to think of this as a career. Like you need to mold the whole thing for a career. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yes. And but then Bryce got into that bit about the idea. Do we really need a resume? Because really, <laughs> what's a high school kid going to put on his resume? Yeah, exactly. That he, you know, mowed lawns like yeah. you say. You no. Know, like yeah. Yeah. Are you it's... saying that was bad? No, Look that's, where what you got ha- that's what you have. Yes, exactly. Look right here. Right Get out here. there and mow lawns, people. You too can have a radio show. You too. My, by the way, not to not to brag, but I had a nice tan. I bet you did. Totally nice tan. Nice farmer's tan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally nice farmer's tan. <laughs> and I got to meet a lot of great golfers. 
Never got yeah. to do it much because I was too busy mowing. And then you heard about Petrie over here. Yes. Petri dish, Very we good. call him. Pete, Pete's his, his nickname. But, I mean, again, I thought you used to, in, like, you'd create bacteria in a Petri dish and then you'd let the bacteria grow. But apparently your dad was cleaning the Petri dishes, which would ruin the study. Yeah, I, was, I don't know what the science was all about, but. Whatever. It worked. I really didn't know what I was doing half the time, to be honest. That's all right. <laughs> but you were getting paid by your father. Well, and the cool thing is I got, my, I just remember this, I got my name published in a medical journal. Because you were part of the study. Because I was part of the study. And, like, I've talked to a lot of friends who are, like, applying to medical school and are way jealous. Yeah. And I had no idea what it was about. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> but but I, was, I was washing those Petri dishes. <laughs> <laughs> How am I doing, Dad? Perfect, son. Pose for the camera. Are we going to reuse these? Nope. We're not, son. Just throw them away when you're done washing them. Exactly. Right. But what's funny is eventually we have to also be interviewed. So these are all yes. things. So where do we begin? Kay. Where do we begin with these with kids, especially when we're looking at jobs. Sure. Well, I think one thing that I see too many parents who are burdening their children with way too many hobbies and exploring with so many different just activities. Yeah. You know, I talk to some of my friends and their kids are seriously like five or six things every uh. week. And so it's not just you're playing a musical instrument and doing a sporting event or something. I mean, they're doing that and they're taking cooking classes and they're taking a clay something or other class <laughs> yeah. and dance and, and, and. And these kids are overwhelmed. They don't yeah. have a chance just to play and relax and just kind of morph, you know. So I would just say be careful, you know. Once kids are really getting into junior high, about that time, they're really going to have a better understanding of what's interesting them. Right. And then so you can really just, just let them play, you know, do their thing. Don't don't overburden them. And then as they get into high school, do what you can to explore that with them. Yeah. But I'm, I'm always cautioning parents, listen, you might think you know everything, but you really don't. You don't have a clue. You don't know when it comes to careers and stuff. So find additional people who can help you. Well, like who? I guess a career coach. Well, sure. Yeah, they'll be. And, and it's funny. I've actually had some people ask me, "Can you specialize in things for kids?" But it's it that's so difficult because they don't have enough experience right. yet. They're just growing up. Mm-hmm. But um, for example, there could be perhaps somebody in your neighborhood who is a professional, somebody right. who um, just really appreciates kids and maybe wants to do some mentoring or something. Yeah. And when I'm seeing children, or when I'm saying kids, I'm not talking about little children. I'm talking like high school age and older. Uh-huh. You know, because they got to be able to legally work. You know, right. we don't we don't need yeah. any. <laughs> we don't need child labor laws getting exactly. involved there. Yes, check, check the uh, Bureau of Labor, right? But um, yeah, so is there somebody who can um, who can really kind of guide the conversation to help that kid? And what the nice thing about it is, is that if it's not the parents talking with the child, it allows the child to have a conversation without feeling any other kind of repercussions for right. not following through on something. Yeah. You know, sometimes they just need to have an exploratory conversation. Like... I remember being a kid and saying something to my mom about something. And next thing you know, I'm getting like art <laughs> kits for something and all yeah. sorts of like workbooks. I'm like, what is this? What's She's like, deal, well, Ma? at dinner, honey, last week you, you mentioned said... something. I'm like, no. Don't I you thought, love it? Yeah, Mom's you know, trying to help. Right, they're trying to help. They're trying to help you explore those talents. Yeah. You know, whereas if it's a neighbor or maybe um, an aunt or an uncle or somebody, again, who's going to have a little bit of experience, mm-hmm. you know. and We've been in my church. Uh, I am with. I work with like the 17 and 18-year-old boys, so we just all hang out once a week. But we went to a law firm, okay, because we're trying to learn jobs, different jobs. That's exactly what we're trying to do, show these kids 
that this is what a law firm looks like. And we just happened to be, I don't know, the best law firm in the state of Utah. <laughs> and they all walked in, and um, it was incredible. And we all got free food and drinks. And then we just went and sat around a big conference room table and talked about it. But what I noticed is the only one that were actually asking questions, really, were the two other adults in the room. <laughs> like, okay, so what kind of law is this? And what kind of law? And I realized right then, none of these kids are going to be attorneys. Mm-hmm. But th- at least we've like checked that off. Yeah, not attorneys. Some of them may need attorneys, quite honestly, <laughs> but most of them will not Uh-oh. probably yeah. want to be an attorney. But mm-hmm. it's, it's not knowing that, then you could actually go to college and think, hey, I think I'm going to do that LSAT thing. Mm-hmm. How hard could the LSAT be? Oh, sure, easy peasy. I mean, it's just an entrance exam to law mm-hmm. school. Yeah. But if you don't figure that out fast, you're going to pay. Mm-hmm. You're going to, because it's expensive to go to school mm-hmm. and not know what you want to be when mm-hmm. you grow up. Sure. And what's more expensive is time. Oh, totally. All the time spent prepping for those kind of yeah. um, tests and, and, and then going to school for all of that, you cannot, re, you cannot get that back. Yeah. Cash is going to come and go, but the do time is Do you see isn't. that? Do you see a lot of these people? People in college really don't know what they want to do. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so as a coach, what do you do? What else do you do? I guess you try to get them exposure, but Mm -hmm. how do you help somebody find what they're good at? Well, so, okay. So when we're talking about college kids specifically, there's an element of they need to stop and really think about what is most important to them. And often breaking away from their family and having that reflective time is yeah. a really critical thing. And so um, that can that can look like a number that can show up a number of different ways from a, a journaling regimen where for a month they have specific questions that they're going to answer. Oh, and, great. you know, some questions, for example, um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be and what would you do with it? Yeah. Um, if you could um, take time to really connect with somebody who's of a different culture, who would that be and why? Oh, you know, and so like yeah. kind of things like that where really yeah. get you thinking outside of video games and Facebook and, you know, whatever. Like start thinking kind of bigger and it can help them to explore and grow. And then from there they start realizing, hey, you know what? My mom's always told me that I should go to school to be an engineer because I was good at building things. But you know what? Actually I don't care about engineering. I don't like you know? building things. Yeah, exactly. I what like I'm tearing really... them down. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, whatever it whatever is or you like. something. So giving that giving yourself that opportunity where you're not being constantly fed information mm-hmm. from those quote unquote well well meaning parents, yeah. you know, that just want to see you do great things. And they want, you know, you you gotta make money and oh that right. was, that's art. Yeah, exactly. Like let's say your son went to <laughs> oh. school for audio engineering, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. But you know that they're incredibly capable of going to law school or med school. Uh-huh. What would you do? I'd let them do what they want to do. Sky boy, <laughs> cutie. Sky's over there. Like, are they talking about me? Okay, yeah, yeah, we I are. Sky, clean the petri dishes. Sky's. I bet he'll end up going to med school. He's a smart cat, mm-hmm. and he will have the best audio track in all of med school. And he'll. His dad does cochlear implants. We'll see. There you so go. isn't that yeah. weird? But he's kind of gone the sound route. He's instead of going like the surgical route, doctor route. At first, he wanted to go figure out sound. Now he's figured it out. Got it all figured out. Well, you have. (laughs) And now it's like time to get a job. Yeah. Med school. Med school. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I really don't know. I think I'm in the category where I really don't know. I like what you're doing now. Yeah. I'd rather you don't move on. I'd rather you just sit here and let me look at you and you just keep telling me when to take a break. All right. (laughs) This yeah, is good. Yeah. Good. We're helping Sky. We want to help people. <laughs> yeah, let's just turn to this coaching session <laughs> yeah. for Sky. Sky, tell us what you really feel. Matt's uh, too. Matt's too on your case, isn't he? Uh, no, I think it's good. I think it's good. I okay. can learn. 
good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, Definitely. we've trained him. He's yeah. scared. Yeah. <laughs> he just knows to say just enough and then shut yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. So one rule is try to get some space. So parents out there, parents could actually provide some opportunities mm-hmm. for the kids to go think about it and not get involved. Step away. Right. Yes. So create that opportunity and then just let it just let it be. Let it go, you know, and just give just give them space. Right. And then perhaps make some introductions. Um, I really think that when you I've seen children that are awkward, they're they're very nervous to have a conversation with anybody. And that is going to be a disservice for them for many, many years, Mm -hmm. because through those high school years, particularly as they're reaching out to family members, maybe there's um, teachers at school, maybe there is ecclesiastical leader, something like that. Those people that they can reach out to and start having conversations will help them to explore these different options. Because really, if you think about it, and everything in their life, they're learning. That's all yeah. they're simple. They're not making decisions right. yet. They're learning. They're absorbing. They're sponges. Right? And we make it permanent, don't we? Like, we do. We're like, oh, don't. Yeah, no. Yeah. You don't need to do that. Right. Definitely. Well, and I think about friends of mine that are in Europe, and by the time they're in high school, they are on a fast track to do whatever they have. No, they cannot change yeah, and what, what they want to do. What if you don't know? I know. And then they make it. And then they want to be that artist after going yeah. to engineering school. You know, it's, it's it's such a tough thing. And it's so it's cultural. So here in the States, we do have some we do have some options. Yeah. But that always worries me, too, because too many options. Then people get into analysis paralysis. Ugh. And yeah. then and then what do, what do I choose? How do I pick? And, and does so, it even matter? this summer like this summer just get a job at wendy's yeah okay exactly yeah free frosties right right you're bring 16. mama a frosty yeah exactly <laughs> bring and mama. don't eat the fries before you get home yeah. bring mama a frosty and some fries that, right. that's where you need to work for sure because that doesn't oh, that is man. not going to put you on a trajectory for the rest of your life of no. working at a wendy's who knows maybe you could get to the point where you decide to open up a restaurant yeah. and do, who knows where it can take you but the point is is learning how to show up on time, yep. how to how to communicate with people, you know, you're at the cash register or something what, like yeah. that, how to interact with your peers. How to clean up a, nice. Clean up, yeah, absolutely. How to wash Petri dishes. Oh, Hopefully they man. don't have Petri dishes at the fast it's food places. <laughs> We're talking with Jen Ar- Armitstead. And Jen, uh, you can find her at movingforwardsolutions.com. You can also tweet with Jen at Career Coach Jen. Yeah. She's a tweetaholic, if that's a word. She's the best. We'll be back with Jen Armitstead. Give us a call, 1-855-CHAT-BYU. Do you have questions for Jen for how to get your kids working? Not necessarily just around home, but getting them a job, getting them out there, helping them find their talents, their gifts. Jennifer Armitstead's the one you want to talk to. This is the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. In the future, astronauts may turn trash into treasure aboard their spacecraft. We'll explain why. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Trash disposal has been a problem of spaceflight from the very beginning. Food wrappers, packing materials, where do you put it? The traditional answer for the space station has been to pack departing cargo modules with trash, letting it all incinerate as it re-enters the Earth's atmosphere. That keeps the station clean and roomy, but that waste represents a lot of money and energy spent getting it into orbit to start with. What if we could put that trash to some kind of productive use in space? It would turn from waste into a useful resource. That's the thinking behind the experiment between NASA's Kennedy and Ames Research Centers. They are looking for a method to crush and heat space trash to turn it into inert insulation materials. These could help protect astronauts from space radiation. 
The same process would also squeeze out valuable water from the trash for recycling on the station while disinfecting the waste. Tiles made of compacted, inert waste would be used to enhance radiation shielding on the space station or even a two-year Mars mission. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. There isn't a better way to listen to music than from a live concert. But let's be honest, no one can make it to a concert every night. So on Highway 89, we bring you music like you're actually there at the concert with front row seats. We aren't playing some doctored up recording and there are no do-overs. Instead, we bring raw music straight from our studio to you. Tune in weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern to Highway 89 on BYU Radio. Talk about good. Welcome back, you parents of kids that need jobs. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Dr. Matt Townsend here, and we're talking to Jennifer Armitstead, career coach. And you can uh, tweet and read all about her. I mean, really, you're a social media guru. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Like, you're all over it. Mm-hmm. It's almost scary. Scary? Yeah, I don't know why. Because oh. Twitter scares me. I'm all over Facebook. I like that. I get mm-hmm. that. There's pictures. Mm-hmm. I mean... But you don't write in code. See, in Twitter, you write in code. There's you little do, codes. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I don't get all that. Well, and Twitter's like the cocktail party, and okay. Facebook is like the family barbecue, okay. and then LinkedIn's like the boardroom. So Excellent. That's okay, kind of that makes sense, it. because I don't drink, <laughs> so I don't go to the cocktail parties. <laughs> right. But I do love food. Right. That's why nice. I like Facebook. Or the after hours get together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I don't like doing that either. I just like <laughs> I just like lunch and mm-hmm. barbecues. Sure, that's why I like Facebook. That's exactly. Now, Jen, help us here. Okay, parents are out there. We've got to figure out a way to get our kids, um, not we don't get them the job, but create opportunities for them. And one of the things you're saying is that parents need to be careful that they're not overburdening mm-hmm. their kid, not putting too much pressure on it. I guess, should we stand off from it? Do we, well, we can't assume they'll just do it because it's a foreign idea for a teenage kid or a young college kid with limited experience to go get a job, isn't it? Well, sure, definitely. And what I mean by not overburdening is not um, doing too many things with the hobbies. Yeah, right? okay. So for example- Don't overstress I, them. Yeah, exactly. So I'm seeing the kids who are getting way stressed out because they have dance and they have a musical instrument and they have an art class and they have a sports yeah. team that they're on, et cetera. So there's no room for work. They right. don't even have an opportunity maybe to babysit or they can just learn some of those basic things or do the lawn mowing, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Create, allow some of that freedom to happen yeah. so that those other opportunities will, will come into play. But the reality is, is that parents want to expose their kids to a lot of things because they, they – well, now we have more discretionary income too, right. Right? right? So back when you and I were little kids, our parents didn't have as much no. money. Just go know? weed. We'd exactly. go weed. <laughs> and if I, if I would weed like – my mom would – seriously, she'd put her rake down, and I had to weed everything from the rake over left. And if it wasn't done, mm-hmm. boom, nothing. Yeah. You don't get your dollar. Right. So I would just stick a shovel in and turn it all over. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> it was really cool. And then so my mom's like, weeds. these weeds pop right back up. <laughs> yeah, they keep coming I'm like, back. I know, weeds are pernicious, mom. These weeds are bad. <laughs> pernicious weeds. That's where I learned the word pernicious. Pernicious. <laughs> it's right. hard. It's a hard word to use when you're like 12. Right. It's like, what did you say? Don't worry. Just they're bad, mom. But bad. she would pay me to weed. And, and I think that's another thing we're losing as parents. We don't work with our kids as much. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If oh, we, yeah. I used to go to my dad's office. And I think this is the difference. I would... I was basically being babysat by my father at his office, and not even by my father per se. Say, was it a but secretary by all his employees. Or right <laughs> but they would like have me work, mm-hmm. and um, it wasn't child labor. Um, it, but it was. I'd also do my homework, mm-hmm. and I'd write a report, and I'd draw a picture, and I would go work, and he'd have me come do stuff with him. But I actually taught. It taught me to work, mm-hmm. and it taught me a bunch of stuff. So parents out there, maybe we ought not be overburdening them, but instead maybe doing a little work with them too. Mm-hmm. Sure, definitely Huge. give them some exposure. Absolutely, like it. yeah. And if you're in a position where maybe you can't have them come join you at yeah. work, you know, for whatever you work 50 in the prison, reasons, wherever. For example, mm-hmm. yes. And so, but who else? You know, friends, who else? neighbors, exactly. neighbors, right? And that's another. I guess idea is we really you're not alone. There's a network of people that parents mm-hmm. could bring in, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Absolutely. How does that how I mean I sit there and I think my kids are really going to have to get a job in a way. I I've always thought through me. You know what I mean? Kind of like because I know people, so I can hook them up, but what I'm finding out is no, they're finding their own jobs. I have a son that works at a place called Schmidt's Pastry Cottage. Okay? Honestly, I'd never worked there. It's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You don't say pastry cottage when you're a jock, 17-year-old boy. But he loves it, and he comes home with donuts in his hand every day, and he's the happiest guy you've ever seen. I swear they pay him in donuts because I've never seen a paycheck, but I know he makes money. But in the end, um, I thought I'd have to get him the job, but I don't have to get him the job. Mm -hmm. So how do parents – are we supposed to help? Are we supposed to let them do it? Sure. Well, I think part of you can do is you can role play with your kids about how to have that conversation. So you could role play with them and say, okay, let's make a phone call. I'm in, me as the mom. I'm going to go in, into the living room mm-hmm. and you're going to call me. So have, have your kid be in their bedroom right. or something. Call me up and act as if you're calling up somebody asking to Love apply that. for a position, yeah. right? Because this is a really safe to risk environment. They're right. in your home. You can help them through it. You know, right. you can hang up the phone and run out in the hallway. Okay, that was better. Try this next time, you know, so you can practice like that. Yeah. And then if they're going, mom, I really just don't want to do that or dad you know you're embarrassing me i don't want to do this well if you're not going to do it with me right now who are you going to do it with and and you need a job you have goals as far as things you want to do it's always helpful to tie their money earning to a goal that they have like maybe they want to take a class in the fall maybe there's a particular brand of jeans that they want to buy or Mm -hmm. something so give them something to work toward because if if it's just to get a job then they're not going to do it Boring. Mm-hmm. They sure. want more than a job. They want a headset or sure. or clothes or right. a new phone or whatever. Yeah. They want to go to school with that cool new Mac and yeah. you're going to pay for half of it and they pay for half of it or something. Yeah. Right. So remind them again why we're doing this. Right. So do those do those little role plays. And then also, um, you know, maybe you try that. But. Or teach them how to reach out to a neighbor or teach them how to yeah. talk to the uncle or whatever. That's and then great. from there, cut them loose. Send them off to Uncle Joe and let you know Uncle, uncle see, Joe yeah. do the mentoring and, and Uncle Joe can make the introductions or whatever else. But just kind of start them, get them going. You know what it is? It's almost like – and this is huge in corporate America. I think we've talked about this on the show before – Networking is becoming huge. Oh, it's yeah. It's the funny thing is it's always been there, but now mm-hmm. it's like everyone's like, "Hey, this networking thing's important." <laughs> and again, you're a queen of the you're the guru of networking. Uh-huh. But it's just as important to a young kid 
to learn the skills. So all mm-hmm. you're saying, those are those are networking skills. Mm-hmm. This is what we say. This is what we don't say. Mm-hmm. This right. is who you need to go talk to. And then don't try to close the deal all at once. Just see if he can yeah. introduce you to some people. And right, right. Just Absolutely. slow and steady. Yeah. And the things you remind your child, like pull your pants up. You wear know, a belt. Wear a belt, uh-huh. you know, things like that. Wash or, your face. Yes, wash your face. Or when you're when you're walking into the building for the interview, don't spit your gum into the bushes on the outside because <laughs> the receptionist is watching you. And it's a glass you know? building and, and everyone in the yeah. <laughs> HR is sitting right there in that first office. <laughs> Darn it. Yeah, you already have a red line through That's your resume right. at that point. spit his gum. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but no, it's so, true. But teach your kids those things and mm-hmm. teach them the reasons why. Because yeah. in the moment they're thinking, oh, what's the big deal? I'm just going to spit my gum Relax, out. Relax, you know? Yeah, what's, you know, what, what everybody's doing. You know, and so it's like, well, this is the reason why. So those are some of the things that parents can really do to help their kids um, to really kind of get them started. But if you go back to when they're 12, 13 years old and they're very socially awkward and they can't even have just a conversation with Mm -hmm. somebody, you've got some work to do there. I coach with people now that are in their 30s and I want to get in my time machine and go back and I want to kick their parents in the shins and say, teach your kid how to have a conversation Uh because when they're in their 30s, they're not even going to be able to pick up the phone and ask for an interview, let alone do the interview, let alone get the job, you know? So they're going to be a 30-year-old living in your basement that's, you know, and not that all basement dwellers are the bad thing, no, but it's the, I mean, the point basements is, could be nice. It can be very nice. Absolutely. But the point I'm getting at is it's teaching them how to fish, right? Mm-hmm. And so then they can go and do it for themselves, right. right? And doing it in a place where it's safe and it's comfortable in your home so that they can learn. And this isn't going away. I mean, if that's what we see with our kids. Some of our kids, they don't have any fears. They'll call anyone. I mean, I have a son that'll network. He is so networked on like YouTube and stuff that he's mm-hmm. literally... He's talking to some of the biggest YouTubers, and he's actually done a, a shoot that he was part of that was just on the Today Show, and he's 16. Yeah. And I have others that won't ask for a, another McDouble. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you've got some of you like, just ask for the McDouble. Oh, I don't know, Dad. I'm not even hungry anymore. <laughs> I was hungry, but I don't, I don't need it. I'm full. <laughs> right. And then he's like begging his little brother, hey, go ask for a McDouble. Yeah. I'll give you, here's the money. Just get me a McDouble. Right. It's but again, if 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 I'm seeing that in my kids mm-hmm. now and they mm-hmm. won't talk to people, mm-hmm. it's they're going to pay for it later in trying to get a job. And sure. so parents be aware or yeah. you're going to get kicked in the shins by Jen. <laughs> right. Exactly. Which I'm sounds very DeLorean, I'm going to go back in time. But I can think of even myself when I was a child. I had very hard time raising my hand and talking in class. Yeah. You, you know, I remember once in high school, my best friend turned around and she said, answer the question, Jen. You know. And I didn't want to raise my hand. I was freaked out. Jen afraid. Now I'll speak on the radio. I'm <laughs> yeah. speaking in front of crowds. It's like, it's what amazing. Happened? I know. Well, for me, it's because I realized that I have a voice and, yeah. I, and I, have a, I have a mission inside of me. And so I'm not going to let those things hinder me. Right? right. But nonetheless, I still knew how to go up and ask and order the whatever the burger was or you know i could still do those kind of simple things but it was i do remember my parents encouraging me and and being there and standing by my side Mm -hmm. you know and and being there with me it's kind of like working with your child right show them what to do and encourage them and listen you know and support them don't do it for them right and talk about too what you've just done like if i go do a speech I usually try to take each of my kids out with me once somewhere to go do a speech away and I always talk about how I found what I love to do. This is what I do. I show, and I just try to kind of model it for them. Mm-hmm. This is how I talk to people. This is how when we're done, this is what we say. And then when I get in the car, I always talk about it. So tell me what you learned. What did you notice? Mm-hmm. What did you notice would be hard for you? And we just talk. Mm-hmm. It's just talk. Mm-hmm. 
It's no big deal. Sure. And honestly, I was the kid that never dared talk. I didn't talk mm-hmm. until I realized that I could say funny things. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I got kicked out of school. <laughs> Right then. Right then. I'm like, see, talk's not good. Have a voice. You'll get kicked out of school. So, Jen, we're going to come back. And I want you – I know you've got a lot of points um, for the parents. We're going to run down your list. And we've got – we're going to have a lot of time after uh, this next break. Jen Armitstead's joining us. And, uh, again, check out Jen at her website, movingforwardsolutions.com. She's got some great tools, skills. She's really, she's the blogger extraordinaire when it comes to careers and jobs. We'll be back with Jen right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. KBYU FM HD2 Provo. No matter what corner of the earth you want to see, Eric Dowdle has probably painted it. Next week, Eric and the crew take us to Cincinnati. Our topic before we introduced, or as we introduced Cincinnati, was is there a place that uh, has changed your life? Or rocked your world. Rocked your world. And Dave's was his kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Join us on Traveling with Eric Dowdle next Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Police have recovered fabric from what is to believed to be a backpack which held one of the bombs detonated near the finish line of the Boston Marathon yesterday. Debris from the scene and shrapnel recovered from victims confirm BBs and nails were packed with the bomb as shrapnel. FBI officials in Boston are vowing to go to the ends of the earth to find out who carried out yesterday's bombing. President Obama gave a statement today saying investigators still do not know if the attack came from foreign or domestic threats or what their motivation might be. Backers of the Senate's new gun control bill are scrambling to gain more support after a preliminary count today revealed the measure is 60 votes short of passing. The main source of debate on the measure is increased background checks on gun sales. A bipartisan group of senators is set to reveal their recommendations for immigration reform today. The plan is expected to make the path to citizenship easier, but also include measures to secure the U.S. border. All American airline flights were grounded today after the company's reservation system crashed. The failure caused several flight cancellations and could cause hundreds of delays before the system is back online. Texting and driving is likely to be illegal in Florida very soon. A new measure banning the dangerous practice sailed through the state Senate with a unanimous vote in favor of the ban. World news, at least 35 people are dead in Pakistan after a massive 7.8 magnitude earthquake hit Iran near the Pakistan border. The quake destroyed hundreds of houses and shook buildings as far away as India. Venezuelan president-elect Nicolas Maduro is accusing opposition leaders of planning a coup against him after seven of his supporters were killed during violent crashes sparked today after the disputed election victory. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. 
Being joined right now by Jennifer Armitstead, uh, career coach extraordinaire. You can find Jen on Twitter at careercoachjen. And she's a blog contributor to Forbes, Examiner, Fresh Transition, Blog Nations. She's touching them all. She's also a host of Job Club Radio. Um, where's that? It's a podcast. And on From your website? Mm-hmm, from my website. MovingForwardSolutions.com. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you want more information, you can actually go listen to her on her own podcast. And I hear she gets crazy. It's wild. Wild and crazy. <laughs> Hot Job Club Radio. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Eek. Now fill me in on the parent thing. So if I'm, if I'm a kid, one of my things that's been going on with my son-in-law-to-be, in a month I have a son-in-law. But I'm just owning him now. Nice. It's just easier. Good, yeah. Verbally. <laughs> and he's a great kid. And my daughter, they were looking for internships. Mm-hmm. Just looking. Couldn't find an internship. He actually had three opportunities, and each one of them were from big companies. And each one of these big companies fell through. I won't name any names, but a huge resort basically hired him. He got the job. He went and found out. He's a business entrepreneur major kind of guy. He wants to do business. And he found out what he's going to be doing. He thought was employ or customer Um, service stuff, like helping customers set up stuff for the resort. And he found out really what he's going to be doing is taking care of kids in Mm -hmm. the daycare. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he quit that one and another one. Anyway, he didn't get a job. But my so what happened, my daughter plays piano. She's sitting there playing piano. And a really important person in the community comes up, hears her playing. And she's like, I know you. And she had just happened to have gone to a, a, a speech seminar where he was speaking. And she talked about how she loved it. She talked about how she, how she and her fiance are looking for a job. And really, you know, she thinks he's great. And he basically says, look, I can't tip you because he didn't have change. He says, call my off, email my office tomorrow morning and I'll make it worth your while. He, they emailed. They went in that afternoon. By 1130 or so, they were offered two internships, mm-hmm. jobs. Nice. Boom. Nice. Like well above. I mean, she's where she wants to be when she's done with her school. Mm -hmm. So how do we do this? How do we let our kids get these other than giving them piano lessons and let them work at a piano bar or a piano restaurant? (laughs) How do we get internships (laughs) for our kids? How do we get our college Uh, kids opportunities? Well, I think part of it, though, too, is um, is because of helping her to explore her passion for piano. Right. You probably noticed that when she was young. But see, what sold it is she was loving what she was doing and she was really good at it. He Mm -hmm. saw it. And Mm -hmm. that's what drew Mm -hmm. her in. For sure. And encouraging your children to get out and explore. So whatever, wherever she saw this person yeah. speak or whatever it was. So yeah. um, I've seen too many parents um, coddle their children and yeah. make it okay for them to stay home and not go out there and go and attend these conferences or um, networking events or doing different things like mm-hmm. that. And so encouraging your kids to do that. So if you yourself are attending a professional networking event, maybe something for your trade, bring your kids along. Like you were saying before, yeah. Matt, like how you how you bring your take children, you know, they, take them on the road and, and show them what yeah. it's about and show them how to how to do it. Um, that will make a big difference because then they'll know how to handle those conversations yeah. and be able to speak up because she could have um, not said anything to this gentleman. Oh, you know, yeah. She could have said thanks and no, gone really. back to playing piano and completely shied away. And he wouldn't have felt compelled to continue the conversation. Yeah. So it's just creating those opportunities and encouraging them along the way. And like we were saying before, you know, you can be a shy kid and eventually you're going to come out of your shell, you know, right. different things. But it's um, there's a bit of serendipity of what happens oh, yeah. as well. It's but always kind of random. It is. It is random. But I really feel encouraging people to get there, move your feet, get uh-huh. out there and do something. You're not it's not going to happen sitting on the couch playing Wii. Well, and open your your mouth. I mean, mm-hmm. I 
I used to go to professional conferences, but I loved it because I was like, hey, a break, and I'm just going to kick back. But if I go there and I don't network, and if I go there and I don't meet people, and I'm not Mm -hmm. opening my mouth, what what are you doing? Mm -hmm. So what if somebody's really nervous to open their mouth? What do you do? Like, because you could go to all these networking groups that, that, like, the Chamber of Commerce, all of these Mm -hmm. things offer, and yet if you're afraid... What do you do? How don't, do you get Don't it? go. Yeah. Don't, you know. Save you, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Some energy. <laughs> right. Play we. Go play we. Right. Well, because you might be doing yourself a major disservice because you're, you're going to look really stupid. Yeah, you don't want to blow you, it yeah, either. Yeah. So be, be careful about how you're protecting your reputation that right. way for sure. But um, going, maybe don't start with the big networking groups first. Maybe start with something smaller. Um, there are meetups. So you yeah. can go to meetup.com and put in keywords and search for things now, that are meetup's not a dating site, is it? It is. No, it's not a dating okay, site. No, no. It's um, it's for people can create networking groups within Meetup, and so it just becomes a, a place for um, all of those to be advertised. Oh, and so, let's cool. say for example that you're interested in technology, and so you want to do software development. You can go in and type in, look for your geographic area, and type in software development, and see what pops up. So those Meetup groups might be small. There might be only yeah. ten people or something. So it might be a little less daunting to but go leverage. to something. Yes, totally. What right. you want to work on, right? And in a weird way, it seems like they'd actually kind of revere the youngins coming in. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, look at the cute yeah. youngins that right. don't have – because they're not a threat. Mm-hmm. Right. So let me just yeah. bring you under my wing and mm-hmm. here's some advice. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. So like I was saying earlier about introducing your kids to somebody who's outside of your family yeah. so that they can continue to grow. So beyond maybe a family member or an immediate neighbor, maybe the other people that are in the industry that right. they might be interested in and creating those opportunities for them to have conversations um, and in a safe place again. You right. obviously don't want to send your 16-year-old daughter off to some engineering <laughs> conference and be like, go ahead, honey. You know, go, go out to dinner with people. Yeah. Good luck. I'll see you next week. You it's know, at the Flying J in Mesquite. Right. Okay, Dad. Right. But we're going to put oh. you on a shuttle. Wait, how many kids do you yeah. have, Matt? I have six. Oh, well, we had six. Two of them are missing. At the Go Flying the J flying in Mesquite. J. Uh, no offense to Flying yeah. J, but you just don't want to send your kid to Mesquite, Nevada. Right. I mean, alone without you. With that, yes, right, exactly. I'm going to get yeah. letters on that one. No, I'm totally oh, so boy. Anyhow, but the point is, is that create the, look for those opportunities. Be there, you know, to support them and right. whatnot. And then, and then from there, they'll continue to grow. They'll have some wins. They're going to have some stumbling blocks. Yeah. It reminds me of a cousin of mine who is freaked out that her oldest daughter is finally 16, and she's like, I don't want her to date. I want to wait till she goes to college. And I said, so you want to wait until she leaves your home, yeah. and then she's going to start dating? Brilliant. So like, awesome, That's right. Mom. You know, and she yeah. thought, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Let you her know? learn power tools there, right. too. <laughs> yeah. Let her learn how to run a chainsaw when she's gone. Yes. But it's the true, huh? Yeah, it's, it it's is. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you can help maybe support your child and go to mm-hmm. that day-long Saturday seminar for software developers right. or something. Maybe it's not your thing. Maybe you're not interested. Whatever. Bring your iPad. Read a book, you yeah. know. But encourage them, you know, to be there and encourage them. To and encourage see. their dream. And, it, like, I see with my kids what they're good at. If I can see what they're good at and hold it up. I remember when my mm-hmm. wife told me I had no idea what I was going to be. I thought I was going to be a lawyer, then a doctor. Then I realized, man, you need to study. <laughs> Which is yes. not my forte, <laughs> and um, but I remember my wife standing there said I was gonna, I was taking some communication classes in journalism, and I remember her saying, "You know what? You would be a really good journalist. You'd be a good journalist." And I remember it was the first time someone told me what I'd be good at, hmm. and it's like that's all I needed was like validation from outside that you'd be good at that, mm-hmm. and then boom, 
Okay. Yeah. Then it gave me the power to risk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So parents can do that role. Sure, they can. But grandmas can do that role. Grandpas, anybody mm-hmm. out there can mm-hmm. reflect those good things right. back. And I, um, for myself, even though I'm, I don't have children, when I'm interacting with kids, yeah. I try to do that for them as well. Totally. So when I'm over to a friend's house and we're having a, you know, a, a whatever family barbecue, a friend's barbecue yeah. or something like that, I'll talk with their teenagers and I, you know, I'll chat with them and be like, what's going on? Let's yeah. talk about what, what, what's really flipping your switch right now. What are right. you really into? And and um, they'll respond. So if, as an adult, look at those opportunities mm-hmm. that you have. And I don't care if you're a 22-year-old talking to a 16-year-old or if you're a 62-year-old talking to a 16-year-old. Right. Take those opportunities to – because that five-minute conversation might make all the difference. Oh, yeah. I remember being in high school. I was 16 years old. And I was over at a friend's house, and there was a bunch of us. I think we were there for a, I don't even remember, like a pool party or something. And um, the mom came around and introduced herself. And when I shook her hand, I gave her that real kind of limp fish, yeah. you know, hey, handshake. Fish hand. And she said, no. She's like, I'm going to teach you something let's right now. Let's try this again. She said, let's do this again. And She's, sit up yep, straight. Yep, yep, <laughs> sit up straight. I didn't have that problem. I, yeah, okay. <laughs> from, I was you a dancer. You okay. know, but it was more of a, so she taught me in that oh, moment. And I, I, don't, that. I don't even remember who the friend is anymore. I certainly don't remember his mother. But I can remember that moment all these many years later and how thankful I am that she looked me in the eye and she said, Wait a minute. Yeah. Let's let's do this again. Let me show you. And so and not to break knuckles yeah. kind of, you know, Well, but you you need to actually back it down a bit because your handshakes like seriously lumberjack. <laughs> I don't know if that's a rumor. Well, I am from Petaluma, California, which is the that's arm it. wrestling capital of the we'll world. Well, say no more. So, done because, and done. yeah, you broke my knuckles. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love that. I mean, that's a that really is a role that a parent that has your heart can yes. do. Like a friend, if right. your kid's friends come over. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. push on stuff you like can, that. Absolutely, I love that. yeah. And so, where maybe the parents are busy and they da, 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 they, mm-hmm. they, they don't get around to it, or the kids are like, "Oh, I've heard mom say yeah, this two hundred times. Listen. You don't want to hear it anymore." Um, but the reality is that I know many people that go to college and their parents were encouraging them to do something. Oh yeah. And then they get to college and all of a sudden they say, "Whoa, wait a minute! There's other options. Uh-huh. I didn't know I had other. I didn't know I could do something other than being a lawyer or a doctor. Yeah. There's all these other things. Oh, and the regrets. And, I mean. Mm-hmm. To to be mad at your dad because he got you to do a, a career that you didn't want to do, mm-hmm. the, just because it was safe and cons- I mean, yeah. you don't want to be on the bad side. You know, that's a big deal. Yeah, you don't want to sure. be the the child. You don't want the child hating you because you directed their entire career. Right. Yes. Well, and after twenty five, you can't complain about your parents anymore. Oh, I'm just saying. Good to know. Yeah. Roll that one out <laughs> on your you clients. Twenty five years ago, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think yeah. I think that's so funny. Um, talk about this thing with kids. Like the self esteem is huge because jobs so deeply connected to it. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. and it seems like some of the tools that we have out there, like LinkedIn, they're not going to mm-hmm. work unless you have, like, I don't know, an actual skill set and 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 a, well, and a path so where do okay. kids go sure so as kids are on facebook kids which, by the way up know. to t i mean up to college kids too sure right so while they're on, when they're on facebook that's okay you know and, and yeah. certainly a little segue on this too would be to be careful about social media usage it really yeah. is going to come back you know i always tell people if you're not willing to put it on your front door do not post it on facebook because they are Twitter. doing searches so are companies searches. are really going to oh, yes. search absolutely absolutely they're going to search they're going you to can see. mess up so much you absolutely can absolutely and, and 
And I remember this one guy, manager said he had been looking at somebody's um, Twitter feed before they came in for the interview. And one of the tweets that the guy put out there was like, oh, I guess I got to go to this interview now. And so when the guy showed up for the interview, the manager said, so why are you here? He's like, well, I'm interviewing. Well, why, why are you really here? You clearly don't want to be. And he turned his monitor around and showed it to the guy and said, you just tweeted an hour ago that oh. you didn't want to go to the interview. So I could see a 16-year-old doing something stupid like that. <laughs> so parents, teach your kids about yeah. why you don't do that. Plus, you think, oh, well, you don't really see it because after a while the Twitter feed goes away or the Facebook feed. But no, it's out there no, forever. It's, there. It's, one, it's one advanced search away. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Absolutely. Oh, so man. that says a lot about who you are. So mm-hmm. just teach them you know, yeah. what to do. But um, I'm sorry, I got off on the tangent. They're talking about social media. Oh, on LinkedIn. So when even if your kids don't have a lot of work experience, those summer jobs, right? So like Skyboy working at yeah. the Petri dish, cleaning, right. whatever, yeah. you know, you know, when you're when you are the uh, lawn care specialist extraordinaire, right. you know, whatever it is, you know, put Mr. that on Cut there. Em. Right. Yeah, Mr. Cut <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, I just made that up. Nice. Put and, that on your truck. Good. I like it. I like it. That sounds great. Like Edward Scissorhands. That's something. Right. And so, but then what you do is go and connect with those customers that you had, right? So if you're working in your in your dad's lab, yeah. go to those coworkers and say, hey, will you friend me on LinkedIn? And then ask them to write a recommendation for you. Oh, that's you know? such so a So those great customers idea. that you had who you were mowing the lawns for, have, have them connect. So this could be somebody who could be a doctor down that's the right. street that could be a professional. The likelihood nowadays, especially people have LinkedIn, is very, very high, yeah. right? So it becomes a place for uh, really a receptacle for all of your recommendations. It's like a legitimate resume. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I know how hard that is to put together. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. My people spent hours doing that because I didn't know how to do it. But um, (laughs) literally, but that has so much legitimacy. And if all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you're a 20 year old kid and you have people that you've worked lawns for and that's huge. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely, absolutely. That, so, and it looks so pro. It does. It looks great. And and eventually, I heard you earlier talking about how resumes are just yeah. terrible. We hate them, right? And right. I always say when I run the world, I'm getting rid of resumes and job descriptions because neither cool. tells a full story. Exactly. Right. So that's why. And double your, chins. Yeah, and double chins. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. what my wife said. <laughs> it's all Stick that cheese. Stick your chin you out. Eat. I know. It's that, it's that cheese balls <laughs> I eat. It's bad. Anyhow, but that way, if you're using it effectively, then when you go to college, connect with your college professors. Huge. Connect with your classmates. And I've had college students say, well, why should I use LinkedIn? You know, that's so lame. That's for old people. It's for old people. I'm not in my 30s and 40s. I'm like, you will be. Hello. And wherever your co- wherever your classmates go, you're going to want to keep yeah. tabs on them. That's and where your so, jobs are, too. I right. mean, really, you got to mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 96% of recruiters are on LinkedIn. 96%. So odds are... LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. yeah get on Even there. if you're 18. Yes. And they have the free account. You don't even have to pay for the, right. the paid version. Just do the free account. It'll be great. I've, I've been on LinkedIn for many, many years. And everything that I do, I don't even do the paid account. So the, it's yeah. it's wonderful to use. And also, when you put your headshot on there, don't yeah. don't be stupid about it. Glamour you know, shot? Maybe. With the backlighting? Big that, hair and yeah. a big boa? <laughs> <laughs> What's with Matt's boa? I don't know. It was a glamour shot. <laughs> But yeah, so you want like a regular professional right. kind of shot. Yes, definitely. So like mid-chest up, you yeah. know, for a guy, put on your suit coat and a shirt. Yeah. You know, for a gal, make sure you've got a nice collar blouse on, you know, kind of a thing. And um, to have something simple behind you, you know, don't do like the big leafy backyard yeah. You know, and the whatever the hedge yeah. behind you, kind of a thing. It doesn't need it, to be that professional, right? Right. No, just something simple. Yeah. You know, stand in front of a simple wall in, in the living room, and um, and so the the point is, is that all of these little things that you're doing, you're reaching out to people in the community, you're connecting with professionals, you're 
putting yourself out there on LinkedIn in a professional way, getting the recommendations, all those little data data points are going to add up. And mm. so eventually later, when you're looking for something, let's say you're you're um, looking for an internship between your junior and senior year of high school or something, as you have all this information pulled together, it's a lot easier to find yeah. a position and, and find that internship. And it's easier for people to help you because they can see that you're somebody who's trying to help yourself. Right. right? So teach your kids how to do that. It's funny. We just... Yeah, it's like seems like our, I, I think of my kids doing all that and they're like, no, I mean, I, it's like it's not in there. It's not there yet. Mm-hmm. For, I guess it's my kids. We need to get them Maybe. involved. Those Townsend kids. They're messed up in a loving way. They're beautiful <laughs> and they're smart. And they're talented. It's just maybe, you know, it's they're doing so many other things again. Sure. Back to the very beginning. Yeah. Well, and it's. We're talking 10 minutes, yeah. right? And so this does not have to be an all-day deal, right? Mm-hmm. So this can be 10 or 15 minutes. That's all you got to do. Once a week, spend 10, 15 minutes, maybe half an hour. Go crazy, spend an hour. Yeah. You know, and so you do not have to spend a bunch of time right. on there. So anybody can do anything for 15 minutes. Jen, you're the best. What's one more word? What's the key thing? The key thing for parents helping their kids get a job? Um, I would say that... Really be there, support them. Um, but one thing I, I got to say this, we, say we it, talk girl. about it, is that maybe college is not the right thing for yeah. your kid. And just know that not every kid is supposed to go to college. There's a lot of other options. And thank goodness we live in a day yeah. and age that we live in now that you have options. And so that is what we grew up with. You know, right. for the 40 somethings that are having kids that are going to college now, they're freaking out and saying, wait, that's what I did. That's what my parents told me. Yeah. It's not our grandparents' world anymore. So just remember that college is not always the answer. I think it's a great thing. It's a great way to help kids grow and to learn. Right. But again, really get to know your kid um, and know and understand who they are, and don't burden them to death with five thousand activities to well, do. And I mean, the, and if if college isn't right for them, and we put them thirty, forty thousand dollars in debt, mm-hmm. not good, right? I mean, call me old fashioned, but that's not good. Yeah, no, it's not good at all. And it's and this is the first time in our history that we have this many people who are unemployed. More people unemployed, excuse me, ever who have MBAs. Oh. Okay, and and this has really been referred to a man session, meaning there's yeah. more men that have been who have been laid off than women. Right. In this one, so and men tend to get those MBAs, so they invested all that money and they're not even able to use it. And then, um, and then the other issue too is that because people aren't retiring, the people aren't moving up the ranks, so right. it's harder for the kids to find jobs. And so, all the more reason why what you can do to help them so they can communicate better for themselves when they're in those interviews are going to have a better chance. Even if it's just an interview to get a job at Wendy's. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's just a starting place. Well, and again, too, it's giving them the skills because having the degrees may not be giving you the skills to actually go get a job, to socialize, to network, Mm -hmm. to do everything you're talking about. Right. Jen Armitstead. Now, you're going to stay with us because we're going to come back and play a game. (gasps) Do you like games? games. We're going to play the greatest game you've ever seen. This is the game called Guess the Debt. Oh. Every degree or certificate costs something. We're going to see how much each degree might be costing you to get that degree. Come back with us. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Imagine a city skyscraper that also filters pollution out of the air, turning it into biofuel. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. If you live in any big city, you occasionally see smog darken the sky. Two student architects in Chicago recently entered a design contest with a novel new building that actively cleans the air around it. 
The Council on Tall Buildings and Urban Habitats runs an annual design competition, and students from the Illinois Institute of Technology presented the Congress Gateway Project. Congress is a major downtown Chicago highway interchange with at least 18 converging on-ramps, off-ramps, and driving lanes. Over 77,000 cars go through it every day as they head into the loop or out to the suburbs. Two proposed towers would straddle the parkway with a bridge connecting them about halfway up their 50-odd floors. The towers also lean at an angle to the sun to improve their solar gain for the algae as well as improve views from neighboring skyscrapers. These towers were designed to funnel that car exhaust past external racks of algae, which would take the excess carbon dioxide and convert it into a biofuel for powering emissions-neutral automobiles, or even powering the building's own systems. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Welcome back, all of you want to be employed uh, people and your pa- and the parents of children that need to get a job. Today on the show, we've been talking about uh, helping your children help themselves with their own careers, maybe trying to find a way to get along. We've been with Jen Armitstead. You can find Jen. If you love what she's been talking about, get to her website. You can also, when you get there, listen to her Job Club radio blog or podcast. MovingForwardSolutions.com is her website. MovingForwardSolutions.com. And now we're going to play a little game we like to call what, Robbie? Um, I'm not sure. You toss into the other thing I wasn't prepared to do. Sorry, man. Oh, well, I'm just doing a show here. <laughs> we had two things planned here. Hey, we have two I, uh... openings on the show now. Anybody the game looking, is called, give us a call. Uh, producer, uh, let you down. Sorry. <laughs> no, so we, I want to play the game. Okay. Well, what were you going to play? I was going to tell horror stories about people who got into way too much college debt. Nah. You, you want to talk about handy? that? Okay. Let's play the game. I'm ready for this. How much does this occupation make? Bing! You ready? Medical assistance. Okay, how much do they make? Yeah. Now, I know Jen's going to know this because she's a trained career coach. Now, this is nationwide numbers, right? And this comes from the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics. So a medical assistant makes what, Jen? I'm going to say $28,000. Correct. Are you kidding me? Yeah, (laughs) 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 $28,000. Jen, you feel free to answer, too. (laughs) We're in separate booths here. We're not cheating. She was was going to answer. I I guess that, but I actually know some medical assistants. But I thought they were way overpaid. Um, But apparently that's right. College or uh, just a certificate? Uh, uh, medical uh, assistant uh-huh. is college. Is it a college degree or certificate? I think it's just a certificate. I think it's a certificate. certificate. Good job, Jen. Sweet. Piece of cake. Okay, give us another one. Give us a hard one. All right. Let's I'm going to let Jen answer this one. one. Dental hygienists. How much do they make? How much do they make a year? I Median pay across the nation. entire United States, Scrapers, according to we Bureau of Labor Statistics. Scrapers? Oh. Yeah. I'm going to say 32000 I'm going to go with a little bit higher, 41750 Nowhere close. And this blows my mind. No, they have they make good money. Do they? How much? 68000 What? Wah, wah, wah. 
That's because they're dealing with all of our... I don't have to do it if you're doing it, Matt. I know. Well, but the hard parts you're having to get right <laughs> they make good faces, money because you know? so, so that is, by the way, a degree. Is that right, Robbie? Is it an associate's that one or something? That is uh, actually an associate's degree. Okay. So okay. Half and half. Good. That's mm-hmm. a great Halfway degree. There. I mean, for an associate's degree, a two-year degree, you can go make 60-something thousand dollars. That's great. You do have to keep your hands in someone's mouth all day. Mm-hmm. Kind of gross. Absolutely. Yep. Give us another one, man. This is fun. Police officers and detectives. What mm. is the median pay? Mm. I bet they make less than a dental hygienist. I do too. I'm Even gonna... though they're messing, they're going to get hurt. They're like saving lives and right. stuff. I'm going to say like probably like forty five thousand. Ooh, I would go thirty eight. Actual retail price? Yes, fifty five thousand. Good guess, fifty five thousand. And detectives. So detectives probably make a little okay. bit more. And that's a mm. certificate, right? A high school diploma. Really. Now, wow. a lot of people I do see going into uh, most of my friends who have gone into law enforcement have wow. a bachelor's degree. Okay. In like what basket weaving or what do they mean? Uh, I guess oh, a wow. cop would a lot be of in business. Oh, or, um, yeah, criminology. Behavior. <laughs> criminology. Yeah. The okay. study of cool. Wow, fifty-five. Crime. Okay. Give us a give us a hard one. Hmm. <laughs> like these are easy. Bus drivers. Oh, they can't make very much at all. Like, you're talking like a school bus driver or like the Greyhound big deal? Uh, let's go school bus driver. You're talking a long-haul bus driver or a short-haul bus driver? <laughs> short bus. I'm going to say they make it like eight bucks an hour or something. Bus driver, I'm going to go because it's it's probably going to be like a government job, is it? Or, or are these – is public is it public transportation? Maybe they – I'll say they make $25,000 a year. $14 an hour. So that comes out to just about just shy of thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good job. Are it they, does it does require special training. You have to get uh, C, a commercial driver's license. Well, and you CDL. can't have okay. you can't fall asleep either. You can't have narcolepsy. Is that what that's called when you fall asleep easily? Yes. Well, CD, CDL well, is pretty involved. You have to be able to. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. every truck driver listening to the stuff, shows. You know? They're yeah. doing that. But see, interesting. I think the truck a lot of truck drivers long haul are making a lot more money than that. Hopefully. Oh, I would hope so. I think like all a, the, the per trip yeah, charge, all that that's stuff. That's hard. Wow. Well, plus, I mean, school bus, you got to get up at like really, really early and deal with little kids. Yeah. I didn't even like school. I wouldn't want to drive anyone there. <laughs> like, let's just go to the amusement <laughs> park, horrible. kids. Never That's mind. Right. <laughs> you don't want to go to school today. <laughs> School's overrated, kids. <laughs> Give us one more, Robbie. Okay. Let's go through the stack here and find a good one. And the winner. Astronaut. Okay. They don't say the pay. But <laughs> is that is that a Utah astronaut or would that be well, a Washington, Well, I think you, Utah astronaut. ended its space program. Okay. The same time Jerry Brown cut the California one. Okay, so they're probably not so, paid as well. So uh, NASA, NASA astronaut. I'm going to go with a cool. Oh, let's see, a cool eighty grand. No, oh, I have no idea. I don't have that info. Oh. But education. What oh, teacher. Take? Oh, what's their education? The astronaut education is a degree. You have to take astronaut, and then you get a master's in astronaut, and a doctorate oh. in astronaut. Well, this guy, Jack Fisher, NASA astronaut. Went to space with a high school diploma. You don't even need... And a bachelor's of science in astronomical engineering and a master's of science in aeronautics and astronautics. Okay, well, you're messing people up. So they still have to go to college. (laughs) Robbie, good job. Jan, you're the best. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. I think our kids can now go get a job. Good. And apparently, uh, I'd go get it as a dental hygienist. That's where my money's going. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back tomorrow with more ideas and tools to give you a leg up in this crazy thing we call life. Remember, jobs, just love your kids. 
help them grow a little self-esteem. That'll take, go a long way. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.